Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our Tube Talk episode, where we talk about television. (laughs) Right, Matt? Exactly. (laughs) And we talk about some of the latest episodes of some of your favorite television shows, as well as review shows that have just come out and maybe have been out for a little while that we're just catching up on and getting to. Correct, Matt? Correct. Yeah, and as always, we do give very big spoiler warning. I should we don't often do that, but we should do that more. Right. That this is a spoiler heavy type. We give segment. away stuff. Yes. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah. be talking about a couple different shows today that we might spoil a few different fantastical elements for. We're gonna be talking about Prison Break, uh Preacher. Matt, you're gonna give your final thoughts on that. Uh we're also gonna be talking about a very awesome show that just started up again to its third season, which is Better Call Saul. Right. And then I'm gonna wrap things up with a talk about a show on Netflix called Love. Love. Let the love in. So, Matt, why don't you, uh, <laughs> real quick, though, at the beginning, uh, in welcoming our guests and everything, why don't you let them know some ways to get connected, get connected to us? Well, Joel, I yeah. don't know if you ever heard of this, but there's this thing called the social media what is universe. It? What is it? And so you have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us at all of those Where? at Real Review Media. How's that work? So what you do is you go there and you find <laughs> Explain us this process. at Real Review Media. Okay. So you go there, facebook.com slash Real Review Media, Twitter, same thing, and uh, Instagram, the same. Find us. We've got content on there. We have a website, realreviewmedia.com. Yeah, we do. And uh, email address, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. You can um, send us questions, give us a digital high five, whatever. That's awesome. I'm, I'm totally down for that. I like the digital high five, digital thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. Digital peace sign. The uh, digital uh, hugs baby. and kisses, yeah. Digital hugs and kisses, yeah. XOXO, XO baby, yeah, man. There you go. Um, so that's how you can reach us and uh, chime in. Yeah. Ooh. So we'd obviously love to connect with you guys. Definitely connect with you on all those different social media sites, and then send us an email as well uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, perspectives. We'd love to connect you with that way. Connect to you that way. So with that being said, then Matt, why don't you take take it away? Get us going on our show Prison Break here. Let's do this been, thing. That you've so, been watching. Yeah, um, it's a uh, obviously we talked about last week uh, the premiere, we, the second episode um, came out uh, the day after we recorded the show, but yeah. we can get a chance to talk to it now. So, um, this next one it really gets you into more of why Michael, or not why, but you see more of Michael mm-hmm. and what's going on with him. Yeah, and maybe why he's there. Uh, the, the show is still okay. Mm-hmm. I think I still like it better than this 24 resurgence. Right. But, um, do you feel like it's falling into any of the tropes from the last seasons that made it difficult to watch? Or do you feel like it's got its own new issues sort of? Nah. Um, it, there is one new issue I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think prison break thrives when it focuses on Michael and okay. he's, he's a genius. First of all, I forgot about that until they kind of re <laughs> they brought us back into that with some story elements. Okay. He's actually, uh, his IQ is off the charts. He's super, uh, smart. He's got this thing. I don't remember the technical term for it, but allows him to see everything in extreme detail. ESP. And, <laughs> right. He has ESPN. Yeah. And, um, all right. the time. so he, um, he, he's just got this ability to see things in a different way and see like every possible outcome. Oh. Just, he's super brilliant. It's like a Sherlock Holmes type. Yeah. Kind mindset. of. It reminds yeah. me of that a little bit. Okay. Um, the, the guy Richie ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. And you see him, he's like adding all the things. Like right. Two degrees this way. And then, yeah. Right. I wish, wish, I wish they would do more of, by the way. Anyway. So, <laughs> um. Should. He's he's really smart. So the, the show thrives when it focuses on Michael. Okay. 
because that's who you're most connected to mm -hmm. in the show. Right now, it seems like they're focusing too much on his brother, Lincoln. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's not, he's just kind of a brute strength guy with not really any emotional ties to him mm -hmm. kind of a thing. He okay. makes the same stupid decisions. Yeah. They start off the series of this or this new season with him falling back into the same stupid decisions that he's been doing. Yeah. And, um, and it's just hard to connect with him when you make him like the forefront of the show a little right. bit. Right now, it seems like he's the forefront. It's like, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, also, and I forgot to mention this last time, they brought back a guy just for like one scene in the first episode of the season. His name's Sucre, Fernando Sucre, and he... He's kind of like a comic relief, but he's more likable than any of the other inmates that you that you get to know throughout the whole series. I don't know why he's not there. I don't know if there was some sort of contractual obligation he had doing something else, but hmm. he was there for like one scene. He's like, he's like, Michael's <laughs> my best friend. And they're like, no, you stay here. You can't come with us to Yemen. He's like, okay, I'll stay here. And then we haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I, I hope they bring him back because he's definitely more of the likable kind. Like, yeah. He's definitely like way more emotionally like pulled towards things. He can make irrational decisions, but you're kind of like, oh, Fernando. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. So I hope they bring him back, but I, I they need to get the focus quickly away from Lincoln back to Michael. Okay. I think that's a sh where the show's going to thrive. I, I, and I do think the one thing this show has going for it right now is it's it's obviously being come back for a limited run. Mm -hmm. Nine episodes, That's that's only going to work in its favor yeah i believe you know yeah. it limits the amount of fillers that they're going to put in there right they really got to get at it exactly yeah um but the one thing they have going for it and this is the thing that 24 doesn't isn't doing very good at this season is there's an element of mystery like you're like you're like why is this happening why is michael doing this what what is going on what is this other thing that's happening like, and you like that i do like you're it. saying it's good okay. yes i like that element of it um and it's it's just one of those things where <laughs> I I just it's it keeps you engaged. Whereas twenty four is like this is the same old story yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't talked about twenty four really in depth in a while, but um this actually tonight's the finale. So I'll mm -hmm. I'll be able to watch it and then we can talk about it next week, just kind of a general recap. Which they changed and they should change the name to twelve. Yeah, they should change it to twelve. <laughs> They're only doing twelve episodes. Twelve yeah. legacy. Yeah. Unless they cover a lot of ground in this next episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That so, would be crazy. So what are your expectations then for prison break as far as where it's going? I mean, are you excited for it? Are you kind of like just watching it just to, out of obligation? I feel like I'm watching 24-hour obligation, but Prison Break I'm watching because I'm still interested. Yeah. I'm interested as to how Michael faked his death and why everybody thought he was dead, but he really wasn't dead, and he's been yeah. in this prison for like 10 years or whatever, oh, seven wow. years. Yeah. And um, I want to know about that. Yeah. I want to know what that is, and they got me hooked on that element, whereas 24 doesn't have anything like that, and they're trying to... They're, 24 has got new characters, and they're distancing themselves from the previous season, so I have like no ties to it you know yeah so this i feel more connected to um there are elements i'm like no oh, that's a little bit silly but i i, I am in genuinely you know interested to see where this goes yeah. and this last episode was all right um if i had to rate i'd give it 7.5 just kind of like a, a medium to okay. medium to above average grade and um yeah that's i mean that's really it it's all i have for 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 prison break it's it's uh it's going and i'm kind of kind of amped to see what happens next cool well and when's the next episode coming out for this uh, one tomorrow tomorrow okay yep. so i'm guessing this will be a series then for us that will kind of just continue 
yeah. sort of discussing and, and going on with. Give some updates and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, this is, it's an interesting show. I kind of, it was one I didn't get on. It's funny because, you know, you have Wentworth uh, Miller, who's yeah. the, the main, one of the main actors who was on The Flash and he kind of disappeared from that show. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder why they, they got rid of him. And then now I'm <laughs> like, oh, well, that's why he's overdoing it. Well, he has a standing contract with uh, the um, DC TV universe. So, oh, does he? So he can be popping in and out um, gotcha. whenever he wants to. Yeah. Well, I really liked him in Flash, so I'm hoping he'll pop back up at some point. Well, yeah, he they I think they wrote him off in a way that he's technically like dead or sacrificed himself off in an episode yeah. of Legends of Tomorrow, but he's already showed up in other places after the gotcha. fact in different like So you haven't dimensions. watched Legends, so, and that does happen often. There's like characters in Flash that I'm like, where'd they go? And they were, it, they're popping up in Arrow and Legends. And it I happens all the time in Arrow. Every yeah. episode of Arrow and like, it's always like people that you thought were dead. They're not really dead, so. <laughs> cool. Well, maybe it'll pop up again then. So awesome, Matt. Well, I appreciate you breaking that down. Why don't we then uh, move on to our, our another show, which we talked a little bit about. Uh, last yep. week as well and you've had a chance to watch some more of which is the show preacher right right and you finished it i finished it cool. yes yeah, season so one i finished their final thoughts um final thoughts before uh season two kicks off here in june i believe yes um it is i really liked it the way it started off mm-hmm. started annoying me in the middle okay um and i think i briefly mentioned that yeah. um it's he, the main character uh jesse custer Started getting on my nerves and some of the decisions he was making. He was making bad decisions, doing things that were awful, I guess. And then, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And then the last few episodes, it redeemed him as a character a little bit more. But the story is getting so weird. Um, mm. I was really high on it, like the start. I was like, "This is cool." Yeah. And then, and then I'm not right now. I'm, I finished the first season. I'm, I just don't like. I don't like where it ended up. Okay. Um, and. I, I, I guess I'll spoil it a little bit. Yeah. But it, it gets into this whole like like they're gonna talk to God at the end, the whole church and he's gonna and then and then he's gone. Like this angel's impersonating God <laughs> with a white beard and yeah. saying, Hey, uh actually God's missing. I don't know where he is. You okay. know, like yeah. it's 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 I don't know, it just took it to a whole new level of cheesy, like, wait, what happened? Like So they got into the religion a little bit more? Is that what you're saying? The religious No, it, well, kind of. And that's not even the problem. The problem is it's it's I don't even know what what they're what they're going to do. They essentially left it off with Jesse, Cassidy, and Tulip. They're going on a road trip to try and find God. Okay, there you go. Because <laughs> he's the, somewhere in America. What, what the, is he, I know, and that's what they say. He's yeah. like he's he's somewhere on, on earth or something like that and he's like uh, Jesse goes, "Oh, well what we're going to do now is we're going to go find God." And if he uh, if he needs our help and wants our help, then we're gonna help him. Okay. And then he says, um, and then he goes, if he doesn't want our help, then we're gonna beat him up. You know that kind of a thing. <laughs> and um, hey, I don't know it. I don't I don't necessarily like the last few episodes or where it's headed. Yeah. The one consistent in the show that I do enjoy is Cassidy. Yeah. He's a vampire. He's funny. He's yeah. kind of. He's kind of he's definitely rough around the yeah. edges, but he's funny. I enjoy his little quips, so, remarks. Let me ask this one thing I don't think we've talked about too much is like what's who's the main antagonist? Like who's the main force that these cast of people are really fighting against? Because at this point it doesn't seem like they really have a strong antagonistic pull against them. No, there's not. Um there's a couple elements I would say that you could call the antagonist. One of them is this like uh 
he's like the meat plant processor guy's name is Quentin Quincannon or something like that. Yeah. Um, actually, I may have gotten that first name wrong, but Quincannon is his last name, and he um, he's an atheist, so he's always against preacher. Just in 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 well, they call him preachers, right. you know, Jesse Custer. So yeah. they call him, and he's he's kind of always against him. And the last like half of the season is is him trying to get his church from him so he can use yeah. the land to expand his. Um, meat processing and butcher facility or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's kind of like an antagonist. The other element is what they call Genesis, which is the baby <laughs> of an angel and a demon. Okay. Uh, that and <laughs> that's what gave preacher his like power of suggestion. I gotcha. And um, so it's a good bad thing, right? It's a good thing he's using it kind of in a good way and he gets carried away with it one time and he and he sends somebody to hell <laughs> oh geez. yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. that that was the th- one of the things i hate i was like what what did you do that for like yeah um and i was like oh man and so hey you deserve eternal damnation right, i don't know maybe they right do. he like did it kind of like <laughs> in the heat of a moment and then yeah, like as soon as it I'm happened joking, you could yeah. see like his like like remorsefulness immediately yeah. is like ooh, we can't call them back no because oh, wow. he's not there to hear it ah. like he's yeah i don't know it's it's weird how yeah. that works okay but well, that I, seems like one element because it's like you've explained the characters a lot and you've right. talked about their interactions and some of the crazy violence and stuff. But it does, I don't know where they're going with it. Like, and I don't know if that's there in the show, but it doesn't seem like there's like a strong line as far as what direction. Well, yeah. And the town, so they, they left because the town that they lived in ex- exploded. The whole town <laughs> exploded. Would. Did he send the town to hell? Is that what happened? No, no, <laughs> no. It's kidding. like a methane plant <laughs> exploded. Oh, wow. And the whole town exploded. Wow, so. that's see, that's a good season ender right there. Right. I guess that's not yeah. What they didn't they up. didn't waste any time with that, but it's basically yeah. all these auxiliary characters and like weird quirky personalities from the town are essentially gone, unless unless we find out otherwise when the next season starts. But gotcha. um, I'm not as excited okay. for the next season. I thought as I thought I would be. I I do think there are elements. I wish they would get back to um, kind of Jesse's like like awesome fight training. Cause there's a fight scene in episode one I talked about last time that mm-hmm. I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, Cassidy is the one solid consistent guy. I think if they keep him along, which it seems like they are, um, I'm good with, but, but yeah, I don't know. Um, as a whole, as this first season wraps up, I give it another kind of a long same seven, seven point five. Okay. I would say. I, I it's would, not horrible, but it's no, just No, because I left the first half thinking more like 8.5, you know, and then yeah. now I'm like, eh, maybe. A Which is less. sad. It's yeah. like you'd rather leave it on a high note, but right. gotcha. So you will be watching the coming season, though, most likely, if you can get to it? Yeah, if I can get to it, for sure. Cool. Well, I appreciate the breakdown for that, and I'm going to try and give it a look-see as well, so that way maybe I can be ready to talk about it when season two rolls around. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, it's short. It's 10 episodes, so it's not, yeah. not too crazy. Awesome. Cool. Well, with that being the case, then let's move into uh, another show, which is, this is a pretty big one. This is one that a lot of people have been talking about and watching, and the new season for it just started up on AMC. Um, I will say this show uh, is one that I was not expecting a lot from when I first originally heard of it, although I trust Vince Gilligan a lot. Yeah. Um, But it's a show called Better Call Saul. Um, This is a show that stars uh, who we know as Saul Goodman, but in the show, his name is Jimmy McGill, and the trials and tribulations of him in his time leading up to establishing a strip mall law office in Albuquerque, New Mexico, as is portrayed in the show Breaking Bad. And the interesting thing about the show is it also does play into elements. So it takes place within the events leading up to right. Breaking Bad. They do show um, parts that are they, after. Correct. Yeah. They also are tying in elements after, which is really cool because 
he was, I would say, out of all the characters of Breaking Bad that you you kind of get a finalization of where they're at, probably one of the most open-ended. Like, you really didn't get a strong sense of where he ended up at. Um, but he has a huge role in the last couple seasons in a lot of ways of Breaking Bad. I mean, he's stuck with, you know... <laughs> right. With... Um, uh, can't think of the names right now but he's stuck in the cabin and so he can't get out of there and so it's like it's just he plays a very interesting role in that show in breaking bad and so it was really yeah. cool um what they're doing with this one is much more comedy type so it's more of a comedy with dramatic elements and at times a yeah. little bit of violent tension um and it's in a way as well what i really loved about breaking bad and i think a lot of people are is that it sort of talks about the story of walt and his falling into you know the breaking bad falling into being like this scarface type character yeah over the course of all these seasons and how far is he going to go and will he eventually break and will he succeed and jesse <laughs> uh, with this show it's kind of like that but it's much more of a person on the edge of kind of being a good person and doing what's right by the law or doing the bad person thing and bad by the law but as an attorney right so it's not like drugs and blowing things up and killing people and making a ton of money it's much more of just you know because jimmy plays this character who was a con man mm-hmm. for most of his life got in slipping big trouble jimmy slipping jimmy yep got in big trouble with the law at one point and then his brother who's an attorney a very successful attorney bails him out and helps him and then jimmy gets his his life on you know the right tracks right and, Come, turns around and starts working at this brother's company and then gets his law uh, degree and becomes an attorney, passes the bar, and it's, a, it's supposed to be this big celebration for him. But he's realizing that the elements of his past that he enjoyed so much about being this con man um, can sometimes help him right. and sometimes hurt him. But no matter what, he kind of is drawn to them. Yep. And it's similar to Walt. He's very drawn to this idea of like the success and the, you know, I am Heisenberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am the man that knocks. He's kind of like that, but with the con man type stuff. And def- definitely and, lesser, lesser yeah, evil. Much lesser evil <laughs> and in a much more fun, accessible way. But it's got a lot of similar characters. And as the course of the show is going on, I'm up to, so we won't spoil things too much for Matt here, but I'm up to the second season, uh, fourth episode. Matt, you said you're up to second season, first episode. Right. Right. And so um, at this point, we've had a couple characters that have come back in that we know from um, the Breaking Bad type seasons right. and type areas and it's been really cool to see that and i think one of the other characters that was kind of a beloved character um that a lot of people really enjoy seeing is mike you know what i mean oh so, yeah you know he was a great character he's like he did a really funny thing recently in one of the episodes which I, i'm not going to spoil the reasons for why but he has to assume because he plays such a gruff like rough like yeah. you know character and i love it <laughs> and he has to change his voice because yeah. he's doing this thing where he's calling somebody and he's using like an alternate voice and it was so crazy because he <laughs> nailed it and he's like hi my name is mike and i saw this thing going and it sounded yeah. like so normal but <laughs> it was awesome. so weird at the same time yeah. so it gives you a sense of just who like mike could be right you know what i mean and so in in this he's played by jonathan banks yeah he he does a tremendous job of that and so yeah there's a there's a great cast of characters i want to hear your thoughts on this so i'm not going to talk too much more here but um you've got um bob odenkirk who plays jimmy kimmel or sorry jimmy mcgill (laughs) jimmy kimmel there it is late night with jimmy kimmel jimmy kimmel so jimmy mcgill uh you've got a lady named raya seahorn uh, who plays Kim Wexler, who's kind of like the romantic interest of the show. Right. Um, you've got uh, Patrick Fabian, who is Howard Hamlin. He's one of the main attorneys. He's kind of like an antagonistic type character in a lot of ways. Uh, just a jerk. Yeah, he's just a bit of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's a good guy, I think, a little bit. Um, and then you've got one of the main uh, one of the main bad guys. Um, I can't find his name. Tuco? Um, Tuco, yes. So Tuco pops back in. And he's he's kind of like a... 
he's an on again, off again. He's more of like a catalyst. I feel like that leads to a bunch of other different stuff. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But he leads to Nacho being sort Nacho, of more of the, right, yeah, yeah. He's more of the main. I think his cousin or something, right? Yeah, they're related. Yeah. Um, and they work together in a lot of their business dealings and a lot of their drug sellings. Yeah. And so he plays sort of one of the main bad guys. And it's just really cool to see how all the stories kind of intertwine with each other and sort of wrap in to each other at different times. Yeah. Um, what What are some of your thoughts on the show? I think that this show is going to go down at, in history as being one of the best spinoff shows. Because um, hmm. when you think of spinoff shows... Um, one of the first ones I think of is Joey. Okay. The Friends so spinoff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they try and do this a lot. The just the history of the spinoff show is not good. It's yeah. it's it's kind of like a comedy sequel. Yeah. You know, like you're like, oh, the comedy sequels do they don't have good track records. Right. So it's kind of like that. And the fact that you have something like this as high quality as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good it is and how engaging it is, how smart yeah. the writing is. You're like, wow, they they, they did it right. Because yeah. you have Vince Gilligan, you have his crew, Peter Gold, I think. Yeah, he's the other right. The and other they, they, um, I forgot they, to mention his brother, by the way, Michael McKean. He, he's an amazing actor. I think a lot of stuff and he plays a great role in this. He's his older brother. Chuck, right? Chuck, yeah. And yeah. he has this disorder where he's, Supposedly, apparently, you know, he he's a, impacted very negatively. He's allergic to electronic, electronic, impulses, electromagnetic, electromagnetic fields. Yeah, yeah, and everything. yeah, yeah. Which is played so well at so many times. Right. Um. And so, with the writing being as good, it's like they really did it right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is this is the best that it it, it could have been. Like, yeah. I think it blew everybody's expectations away. And I think there was a good amount of people who probably didn't start watching it because because of that stigma of a spinoff show. Like, how yeah. are they going to do this? Yeah. Um, and you're and w- one of my favorite parts, and like you said, I'm not all the way caught up. I hope to be. I want to try to be yeah. soon um, so it, so we can definitely talk about it weekly. Start watching the new episodes, yeah. Exactly. Um, but the little, like how they're connecting it to the Breaking Bad universe. Yep. And, um, I just watched the first uh, episode of season two, and one of the main guys that he cons, like he cons somebody, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's the guy, it's the guy from Breaking Bad where Walter heard him speaking on his Bluetooth that, yeah. and he made his like BMW blow up outside. Yes, it's the same guy. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> like, that is so funny. Yeah, he deserves it though because he he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's in the episode. You can definitely tell he like deserves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he but needs... they use his character really well in that. Oh, it's so funny. Um, and then we definitely know from the promo material, I think uh, Gus Fring makes his debut tonight. Yes. Um, in tonight's episode, mm-hmm. which will maybe, hopefully, I really want to try and catch up so we can talk about it next <laughs> yeah. week. Um, and then- um, So they're getting closer and closer to the Breaking Bad right. timeline. And, and then there's a lot of like rumors stuff that, mm-hmm. that we might get a glimpse of Aaron Paul coming back, right. being Aaron Jesse Paul, again. Right. And it, it's going to be really interesting to see, I feel like it's going to be so interesting in a way to see like a- another person's perspective of the events surrounding the events of Breaking Bad. Right. Who are, you know, that's such a famous show and there's so many just classic elements that are at play with the elements of the, you know, the trailer yeah. and the, the, the making the drugs and the bad guys and the way that they do different things and carry out certain things yeah. and seeing, I mean, if we actually get to the point where we're seeing Saul Goodman interacting with Walt the, oh the first gosh. time he walks into his office. I don't know if we'll ever get there. No, yeah. But I mean, it's just kind of a, such a cool thing. And I think it, I think it's great that it stands on its own so well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really cool. In a way, 
there's like it's not a lot of time, but there's like little chunks usually at the beginning and the ends of the seasons where it's like a continuation of Breaking Bad. You see what are what's happening at least with with Saul, yeah, or Jimmy, whatever yeah. you want to call him. Um, you know, as he's working for Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of like you're getting a little bit of a continuation. Yeah. Um, it's just if good. You, and you've had to compare, like if I had to say like tone-wise, the change is both shows are in a way tragic, mm-hmm. but Breaking Bad is much more of a drama action tragedy where Better Call Saul is in more of a comedy drama tragedy. Yeah. So there's comedic elements. It's mostly dark humor which kind of adds to that tragic factor. Um, but then there's legitimately really sad things that happen. I mean, when, you know, one of Saul's good buddies kind of passes and it's it happens in such a bitter, like, sad right, way, right. you know, where he's kind of in his, he's in his, like, I'm he's reached his rock bottom yep. and then you think he's there and then it goes even deeper. And you're just like, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? And But then there's such good moments as well, such endearing moments, like, you know, you're talking about when they, they con the guy in the the bar to get them the sells the free drinks and he has such a weird relationship with that with the girl kim yeah i mean you never really know what either of them wants from it right like you feel like they both kind of want to be closer but they both maybe like got hurt in the past or they're both hurting people and so they don't know how to get closer yeah to each other and then like it's it's tough because at times you're also just like and this is kind of how it wasn't breaking bad but you really just feel like he can't win Mm -hmm. sometimes he'll do everything right and he'll do it in the right ways and it'll work out, and then sometimes he does that, and it fails miserably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other times he'll do everything the wrong way, and it'll work out, you know. And then sometimes he'll do everything the wrong way, and yeah. it won't work out. And it's it's very real mm-hmm. in that sense. It feels like it's a very honest portrayal, and everybody has their own strongest their their own strong per- opinions and kind of shifting of where they're at and why they're there. And I mean, one of the most interesting things to me has been the development of his relationship with his brother Yeah. over the course of the first season. Cause you start off feeling very bad for this guy. Mm-hmm. And then kind of over the course of the season goes, you're like, I kind of really like did Don't like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like he's kind of a bit of a jerk, but oh, now man. as this, and I'm not going to spoil things, but as this season is going, I'm starting to kind of almost feel a little bit less dislike towards him. Which is really weird because I, I hated him for the most really? part at the end okay. of the first season. I'm I was not like, even there yet. This so. guy's awful. Like these, yeah. this, I can't believe he just got, you know prevented his brother from doing all that stuff. You yeah. know, so it's just been really interesting to see. And then the moments that make it endearing, I think if it was just the story, it wouldn't be that thing. But the moment that really makes it endearing is the humor. Yeah, and the situations and like the cat. The lady, the you know, there's a lady that he films a commercial for in her home, and she comes down on her sliding staircase. I'm gonna spoil this one. Right, 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 yeah. I'm ready for my close up, Mr. McGill. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's a you know spoof of the famous scene. It's and so just funny. simple little things like that that just add a little bit of humor and a touch of like spice and interest. Um, really good. good production design. Really good. I mean, we we're talking about there's a scene in the first episode of season two where they're investigating this really dorky character who's kind of been selling drugs on the side to make some extra money. And <laughs> so funny. They had this shot where he kind of called, he called the guy, he sets himself up to get in a really bad situation where he gets robbed. Yeah. They have this shot where they're kind of, it's like lower and it's looking up at him and then two cops that are in his house and his, his house has been ransacked. And there's this little space between, um, the, a bunch of the garbage and stuff on the floor and the couch. And I was like, well, that's weird that there's no, garbage or junk there it feels like there would there should be though maybe that's a production design issue and then later on like right after that you find it like oh no there's actually a reason for that and yeah when they like shift the couch and it shows everything you're like oh like it's good they're good super writing. intelligent in that yeah. way yeah so um 
I guess where you're at right now, what would you, I mean, if you had to give it like a ranking? This is one of the best shows um, I'm watching currently. Um, So I I would give it a nine. It's great. Yeah. I'd probably give it a nine as well. Yeah. I think right along the same lines as you. So awesome. Well, we're going to look forward to keep watching that and we'll hopefully be able to do some more updates with that. Hopefully Matt will both get caught up in the next week or so and then we'll be able to follow it as it's releasing new episodes. And so uh, with that, we're going to move on to our final show that we're discussing and we're not going to talk about this show too, too much. It's been out actually for a little while, but I felt um, I've been hearing some different opinions on it it's funny because some people love this show and some people hate it and i just kind of want to some people love this show yeah they love this show get it get (laughs) it yeah it's called love and yeah no so i wanted to talk about more so because i put the time in to watch all of the the episodes and uh i actually had this show originally suggested it to me well she didn't suggest it to me but my sister mentioned like hey have you seen this show love i watched the first episode i thought it was kind of weird and there's another show out right now called big little lies that it's getting a lot of stuff on hbo I might try and check that one out as well. Okay, but, cool. Uh, this is the one that I got through. And there's a number of people that are in this. Some of them, most of them, for the for the most part, I don't really know any of them. Um, the two that I do recognize uh, is Gillian Jacobs, who is, for me, you know, Community. Brit. You know, Brit from Community. And then Paul Rust, who I don't know what I've seen him in. I've seen him in something before. Um, and I think one of the things... I know this sounds really silly and stupid. I think one of the reasons why I connect to the show is I find myself in a small, 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 like 5% way, but more so than a lot of other characters relating to Paul Rust's character a little mm. bit because he's kind of that dorky guy, but he's a nice guy. He's honest. He It doesn't mean he's not going to be selfish at times and he's not going to do things where he wants to do what's best for him, but he really does have a general sense of like goodness to himself. And uh, to give a kind of overall synopsis of it is uh, a a program that follows a couple who must navigate the exhilarations, uh, a program as in the television show, a television show that couples, uh, a couple must navigate the exhilarations and humiliations of intimacy, commitment, and other things they were hoping to avoid. Uh, Its creators are Judd Apatow, Leslie Arfin, and Paul Rust. Um, So Gillian Jacobs, um, Jillian, Sorry, Gillian Jacobs. Is it? I, I thought think, it was Gillian. Is it Gillian? I think it's Gillian. Gillian? Gillian? Yeah. I don't know. Gillian. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Gillian, actually. All right, so we'll call her Gillian then. Uh, Gillian Jacobs plays a very... So she works at a radio show as a um, producer, or sort of wannabe producer for one of these really famous local... Like um, the real review. Self-help guru guys. Yes, exactly, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and this guy's a complete sleaze and just a weird guy. And But she is... Um, she's a sex addict. She's a, um, alcohol addict, drug addict. She comes from a really rough background. She used and abused guys. She's been in really tons of really bad relationships. And so she comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of hurts and a lot of damage. Um, Paul Russ kind of is, he's, so he plays a character that works as a, a teacher for a girl that's a star of a television show in Hollywood and he wants to become a writer. And so, you know, if you think of those two extremes, um, this girl that's kind of, you know, been in drugs and horrible relationships and da 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 da. And this guy who wants to be a writer and for the most part is a teacher and very upstanding type person and kind of the way that they come together. And it, it happens in a very natural way. Okay. So it never feels manipulative. And I like that as well. I think that's one of the things that I would say that Judd Apatow tends to do a very good job with is it, it never feels, it feels realistic and it feels normal when the people in the film or shows that he's doing mostly films these days, but um, when they come together. And when they're mixed together in a world or in an environment. And right. it feels very natural in this film as well. Paul Rust as well plays a very unattractive fellow, which is hilarious to me. He's just not... That was one of the initial things that was so hard for me to watch about the show. Because in my opinion, he's just he's not a very good looking fellow. Whereas Gillian Jacobs is a very attractive lady. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so it's just it's such a weird pairing. 
yeah. to put the two together. <laughs> but they talk about that. You know what I mean? They talk about the reality uh, of yeah. that type of thing. And I would say the first season of the show is much weaker than the second season. It was okay. good enough to want me to continue watching it. Um, the first season is more talking about how those two characters get together okay. and how they end up sort of being in an intimate relationship with each other. But then the second season really dwells into the realities of dealing with somebody of two people that are coming from the places that they're coming from. Right. And are they going to be able to make it work? And it ends in a really crazy, pretty crazy way. Oh, okay. Like, you know, Gillian is, she plays this character. You're always like, is she going to do the right thing? Is she not going to do the right thing? And at times Paul also does that. I mean, here also, so Gus, Mickey yeah. and Gus, the two, Mickey's the girl and Gus is the guy. And so they both play characters at times where you're like, I don't know if I trust what their motives are right now, mm-hmm. but Mickey in the, for the most part plays a very strong version of that. Whereas Gus tries to do the right thing and he tries to be a good guy. Um, but he also at times can do very selfish things and be kind of a rude, stupid, obnoxious guy. Gotcha. Um, so I, I would say it's got some good comedic moments as well. It's got okay. some funny stuff. I think if you're looking for a show that's not, it's definitely not um, melodramatic at all. And there's a really funny, I think one of the funniest parts of it is actually a character uh, named Bertie, who's Gillian's uh, roommate. And she's this British girl. Uh, it's played by Claudia O'Darity. And I've never seen her anything before, but she is, in my opinion, probably one of the funniest parts of the show. And I think the thing that actually makes the show really, really funny are the side characters. That's awesome. The people that surround themselves, that are, that are, um, surrounding these other two characters. They all play very strong characters. Um, it's even funny how like Gus finally gets a moment where he's like, he's finally gotten the opportunity to be writing for one of the episodes and how that whole situation plays out. And all the writers are just like completely just bashing on him and saying all his <laughs> ideas are stupid. And you're kind of like, Oh, his ideas aren't stupid. <laughs> and then they start explaining why they are. And you're like, Oh yeah, his ideas are kind of stupid. And so it's like, there's just simple little things like that again, that it keeps it very real. Yeah. That's awesome. And very interesting. Um, but Claudia, I will go back to So Birdie plays probably the funniest character in the entire show. She's got a very, I don't even know how would you explain it. She has very dry sense of humor and she's very friendly. She's always talking like this. She's like, it's very good to see you. And she I have like, an accent? Yeah, she's British. Okay. She's like, it's very good to be here. And I, I think so very much. But it's like, she hates you at the same time. So she's like, well, won't you just go jump off a cliff? That would be lovely. <laughs> and so she's like, she's like super friendly at times. But then she's also like mass, like she wants to kill people almost. Oh my gosh. And so she plays like <laughs> really weird character and stuff. So um, I actually really, the thing, I like the relationship between uh, Mickey and Gus in the show. I want to see where it goes. But the thing that keeps me watching is actually the interactions that they have with the side characters. Birdie Bauer. Yes. All right. So um, on an overall scale of like one to 10, uh, I would say the first season was about a 6.5. Okay. So kind of low. Um, this newest season, I would put it at like an eight out of 10. Oh, yeah. It's a big so jump. It, yeah, big jump. Must have hit their stride or something. I think so. I think they hit their stride a little bit better. So, right on. Awesome. So uh, with that, then we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast. For wrap today. it up. So uh, some good ways and just a reminder to get connected with us as well. You can find us on our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can also find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. You can find us on Instagram on uh, Twitter as well, which is at, I almost forgot that, at Real Review Media. Yep. Um, and you can also email us if you've got any questions, thoughts, or anything like that, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yeah, totally. Yeah, awesome. Do it. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right, well then, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>